You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas and the world. This is Dave Washington. I'm the host of Veterans Affairs Plus. is sponsored by my business, Making Moves Life Coaching Services. Today, we have two calling guests and a in-house guest, and that is Commander James McDonald, and we'll get into our guests shortly. I got a couple things I need to cover real quick. Once again, Veterans Affairs Plus. First of all, I'd like to give condolences to a number of my colleagues, their family, uh, brother Captain Leroy Norwood out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, passed away. Also, the wife of Lieutenant William Ward, Both of these are EDI colleagues and fire service colleagues that I just wanted to express condolences to their respective families. Then I have some information that was shared with me by the guest that we had last month, uh, one of my colleagues, Eugene Campbell, former fire chief out of Missouri City, Texas. There's a newsletter that comes out from Veterans Affairs that I'd encourage you guys. You can can contact me at dlwwash at aol.com dlwwash at aol.com, and I will share this information with you. But very briefly, there's, called, there's a debt relief uh, extended for veterans that will be going from uh, August 6, 20 to September 30, 21. And it deals with medical and pharmacy co-payments that you have incurred that the Veterans Affairs is going to take care of that for you. So uh, you can contact me by that email I gave you to uh, get further information. VA benefits for family caregivers. There's an act that's been passed where family members of veterans who are who need care, their family members can actually be paid to assist them. So again, contact me and I'll send you all this information, DLWWash at AOL.com. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5. Ladies and gentlemen, I got some good news that I'd like to share after the condolences and that brief information that I gave you from Chief Eugene Campbell. We have one of our battalion chiefs with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue where I worked, uh, Lawrence Wycliffe. He retired recently, so we want to say congrats to him. The city of Chicago hired its first female and black American, uh, Miss Annette Nance Holt. She is the fire commissioner. That means she has the top job in that I think it's either the third or fourth largest fire department in our country. So we want to say kudos and congrats to Annette. And then out of the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, we have Michael Washington. We call ourselves kin folks, not really know if we're re- related or not, but he just became the fire chief. He is a EDI instructor, as is Annette, and also um, a graduate of the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. And then the final, in terms of announcements, I want to encourage folks, if you're a motorcycle-type person and likes to ride, Brian Harris opened up a shop. It's, uh, it's called E-Motorcycles. He does rentals as well as sales. So, so if you need further information on any of that, just email me, dlwwash at aol.com. Now, to our in-house guest, Commander James McDonald. Would you give us just a little bit of background to our listening audience 
about you, where you've been as far as your military service. Okay. Uh, originally, I, I'm from Columbia, Missouri, and I was reserve in the Navy. So I was called up uh, into 100,000 in 1965 by President Johnson. I did a, two tours of Vietnam on the aircraft carrier Hancock, and I was lucky enough to be an air traffic controller, which was really unheard of in 1966 and 67. Air traffic contro- controllers, that's what your job was when you, when you went in and no, throughout? No, no, in the Navy. Okay. In the Navy. Okay. So I took the test, and after 67, you had to uh, have a school experience before you could even take the test. So mm-hmm. I was very lucky. It was a great job. After that, I did not pursue the job because they were paying 7500 a year at that time, 67 and mm-hmm. I didn't think that was enough for that job. Oh, really? It went up in 1980 with Reagan. So, uh-huh. so then I uh, went to school on the GI Bill mm-hmm. and received a degree in restaurant management and worked in San Francisco for almost 30 years as a front bartender in the hotels there. So as far as military service, you did how many years? Just two. I was a reserve. Okay, two years as a reserve. Active. Active reserve. Right. Six. Okay. It was six years tour, you know. Uh-huh. Two years inactive, two years active, and two years inactive after. So what were some of the assignments that you had? Did you leave the country or at all? or I was in Vietnam doing the Viet- active duty, yes. So you're an actual... Vietnam. I, I'm I'm Vietnam era veteran. I went in seventy one to seventy three, in the United States Army. No, we but you we was were actually on, you was actually in combat. We were on Yankee and Dixie Station in mm-hmm. Vietnam. Okay, USS Hancock. Well, I you know I, I always uh, admire and uh, extend my appreciation to those, and I and I thank God every day because if you go into war, you see something totally different than those of us who were even in the military yet didn't go to combat. So your service is, is greatly appreciated, I trust, by all of our American citizens. And I always tell people, man, you know, for those who didn't go, we went for them. Right. For, you know, there's, there's times when there's demonstrations that go on that we may not like, but that's why we, we serve to, to give people the right to, to demonstrate, organize, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So uh, job well done. Tell me now. You have a number of things that's going on over it. You're the commander for how long? For for one year. Po- Post 10. Right. Located? 1905 H Street. Okay. H and Doolittle on the west side. And we, uh, we've we got a lot of new programs going on. We have contacted the boys scouting, mm-hmm. and we have that application for that. We're going to get boys and girls scouting, and uh, we— we're also reaching out to all veterans for all holidays, especially Memorial Days mm-hmm. and and Fourth uh, of July and Veterans Day. We're going to have food and programs all those days from now on. We got a veterans outreach with Tony Marshall, and he's there if any veteran needs uh, any help with filling out paperwork. He's there Wednesdays and Saturdays from 1 to about 4. If you need uh, assistance with that, his number is 
1-800-273-9465. And any new members, all you need is your DD-214. And I think, believe it's a $30 uh, fee yearly. Mm-hmm. And also, we have VFW at the same post, Stevens Gibbs, post 12-198. And uh, they meet there every third Sunday at 11 a.m. And our regular meeting for the American Legion is first Saturday at 11 a.m. So give our listening audience a little idea of the structure of your leadership team. You're you're number one, and then there's other folks that work with you. I have the first vice, uh, Jeffrey Jones. Second vice is uh, Earl Morgan. Finance officer is uh, Maurice. Past commander is Leo Dancy. And we we work we working very well together. Great. We, we're getting a lot of a lot of things done. We got the roof repaired, complete new roof, new air conditioning in the back, and we 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 got a lot of other things in, within mm. the next couple of months. Great. You know, Commander McDonald, I've been here since I was three and a half, and that particular location for those who've been here for many many years as I have, that is the old El Rio location. It's right there, as the commander mentioned, at Doolittle and H Street. The programs that you that you run out of there, I think, are going to be tremendously helpful to to young people, as you mentioned, the scouts. And the donation I just passed you, because I know you just had a function this past weekend. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. It was uh, for the post-1057, the old-timers, as you say. It was a tribute to them. And they had the uh, Buffalo Soldiers there, and they mm-hmm. did a presentation so it went well. It went well. And we're going to be doing things like that from now on, as long as I'm there, for that's, sure. That's great. And, you know, one thing, I've, I've been doing a lot of studying in, of history, et cetera, and one thing that they talk about is how much we, we, as people in general, and blacks in particular, we like to be recognized. And I think it's a tremendous job that you're doing to recognize people because sometimes people just forget about the, the sacrifice that those military personnel, whether they went into war or not, have made in terms of contribution to our country. Right, right. So we we just we going forward, mm-hmm. not not backwards. So especially veterans, we're going to be having a clothes giveaway, and and uh, for homeless veterans, we will try to send you to the right places to get help. Great, you know. There is a, a number of things that I think that, that we can do better in terms of the government, but certainly it's uh, admirable that you, as commander of American Legion Post 10, is going to do some things that's going to be helpful, particularly to the homeless. And a lot of times people don't realize or appreciate the fact that some of these homeless former military people have been damaged. Correct. A lot of them are suffering from PTSD, and and a lot of them don't want to be in a closed-in space, so it, it's very difficult for them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people, a lot of the homeless are veterans, so we're going to try to reach out to them and see what we can do to help them. I've heard, don't quote me out there, Las Vegas, on this, but I'm, I'm hearing that there's some money that's going to be coming down through the federal government coming to Nevada. And I would imagine other states as well to assist people with mental issues, which, as you stated, Commander, a lot of our former military people are in that vein. And we've got to do what we can to assist them. So because I remember years ago where a lot of the funding just just dried up and we hear all this talk about 
<laughs> the need to uh, reform police departments and, and and some even talking about defunding police departments, which I don't I don't prescribe to that. But I can understand, you know, shifting money to other places to include because I know that that police officers sometimes are put in awkward positions in terms of their knowledge, skills and ability has nothing to do with the psychology and, and, and the psychiatry type thoughts in dealing with people with mental issues. Correct. Correct. And as such, a lot of times there's there's violence takes place. People can lose their lives. So I'm going to keep my eyes on on and ears to the ground as far as this money and anything that I can share that may be of help to you over at the post. I'll be uh, extending that information to you. But we certainly appreciate your time, your effort and the work that you've done. So recapping, you got several different programs that you're going to be bringing forward. So tell the folks about that again, please. As we speak, we have the Boys and Girls Club starting, and we're looking to see a check on the baseball team, but that's down the road. Right. You know, we, we, we want to reach out to the community first and veterans. Mm-hmm. So we're doing things that will help the veterans today. I just wanted to thank you for this time. American Legion Post 10 thanks you, and Thank ninety one point five. Also, cool. So, is there is there any way of contacting you? Do they just stop by? I'm talking about people in general that may want to talk to you about a loved one who's having some issues. They can give me a call. My number is seven zero two three five 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 six two six. That's my cell number. And would you please one more time for uh, Tony Marshall's information as well? Because again, he is a good guy, y'all. That that's right. been through. Tony and I had a long conversation. That's the longest conversation we ever had last Friday at the Post. This man has been through a number of things. Right, Please correct. Me. His number is 301-537-9465. And he's the one of the best service officers going in the state. Cool. In fact, he's the state uh, service officer now. Great. All right, Commander James McDonald, we appreciate your time and and uh, your willingness to come in and be on the program to share some information with our veterans. Again, this is Dave Washington, host of Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5. Thank you. We'll be right back after a little break. Good morning once again. This is Dave Washington. I am the host of Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5. I do this through my business, the sponsorship with Making Moves Life Coaching Services. I am so pleased and honored to have two distinguished guests. One is a state senator from the great state of Oklahoma. That is Kevin Matthews, good friend of mine who is also a fire service colleague doing tremendous work there. And Senator, we're going to have you to say a few words right after I introduce Brother Aki, who was one of the principals and the president of what is called the Black Achievement Fund, domiciled out of Atlanta, Georgia. He has a number of tremendous programs that will be uh, going on throughout the year, in fact. And I know, the Senator, you have a number of things that you embarked upon with respect to the 100th commemoration of the massacre that occurred in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, Senator, it's your space, sir. Uh, give us a little bit of background on you. Okay, I'm Senator Kevin Matthews, a lifelong Tulsan, uh, well-traveled, but a native Tulsan in the state, the only state in the United States that not one county voted for our black president, Barack Obama. The state where the Oklahoma City bombing happened, and it was a uh, 
domestic terrorism event against the government. But this terrorism event was against black people and businesses and killing up to 300 people in our community. And we have a federal monument to the Oklahoma City bombing, and we can't even find tombstones in Tulsa. I spent 25 years on the fire department where I met then Fire Chief Dave Washington, the host of this show, and he and I have worked together uh, building young black firefighters to become fire chiefs. And in 2017, we passed legislation in the state of Oklahoma to support the 1921 Race Riot Centennial Commission that we're going to cut the ribbon on just here in June 2nd. So I'm a lifelong Tulsa. I have been a firefighter for 25 years, a, a fire chief actually in the city of Tulsa, and now working to tell our story, the story that was being told at the National African American Museum of History and Culture in Washington, D.C., and not being told here. And so as we cut that ribbon uh, here on June 2nd, just days after the centennial, we are trying to tell the story in the way that it was told in Washington, D.C., where 5 million people went in the first two years that it opened, and we weren't telling that story here today. And while I'm from a state, the great state of Oklahoma, where I was the only black man in the Senate when we passed that piece of legislation, I have to work with my Republican colleagues. I have to work with my white colleagues. And it's a big, big lift. But we're able to do that. And we're still full of controversy in the bills that are passed. House Bill 1775 that says you can't teach it after we just put it in the curriculum. So that's who I am. I'm State Senator Kevin Matthews in District 11, the home of Greenwood, Black Wall Street, and the 1921 Centennial Race Massacre. Uh, thank you for that, Senator. Now tell us, I know you got a number of things, you and the, uh, the commission that will be taking place and has already started, if I'm not mistaken, from the calendar that I've seen. Tell us a, a little bit about some of the programs that, that, will, that will be upcoming. Well, thank you, Dave Washington. We have Hill Harper coming. We were going to have a, a economic empowerment day here in Tulsa. I think that's going to happen on June 1st. Hill Harper's coming. We're going to have people from all over the country coming to talk to us about economics, entrepreneurship, home ownership, land ownership, and investment, which is the real way over. Education is the new civil rights, but we have to. After marching on the streets, we have to own the businesses and the homes on the street. We'll be having an economic empowerment day here in Tulsa. We just got through uh, commemorating the, the Greenwood Art Project. Many of you have heard of Gap Band, Greenwood Archer and Pine, Charlie Wilson, and the Gap Band from Tulsa. Well, we have a Greenwood Art Project that Mike Bloomberg gave a million dollars to some 28 to 30 artists that are going to, that are kicking off. We just kicked off today. Those activities and spoken word. We're going to have a movie theater where they're going to be showing jazz music. We're going to have all types of art around the city that tells the story of Black Wall Street. We're going to be having speakers all over the city. And those are just some of the things that are going to be happening in Tulsa. Outstanding. And, you know, let me tell you, listening audience, so you'll know he's very modest. This, the senator I'm speaking of, because the brother is one of the top businessmen in his city as well. He has a number of businesses. Oh, I know you've written at least one book. He's an author also. Talk about that a little bit, Senator. My personal mission statement is to empower those who have not been empowered. I am the author of 
empowering the powerless, the five steps to a new way of thinking. My son, Kevin L. Matthews II, just debuted a book, Top on Amazon, Greenwood, still burning, and talking about what we've done here. I also want to remind you that this is our 13th year that we have taken young people, young black kids, in the summer when they're out of school unsupervised, most prone to gang violence and teen pregnancy, we raise the money to give them a stipend to go with business owners for five weeks, three to four hours a day, to not learn to work for the business, but to own the business. Now we've grown that up to our Chamber of Commerce, creating an externship program with corporations. Now 30, 15 young black women, 15 young black men that go with corporations from a junior in high school through college because they always say they can't find qualified black folks. We're introducing them to them early. Those are some of the things that we're doing here in Tulsa. Senator, you know, I love you and appreciate your, your fire, your gut, and your, your passion for dealing with things that is going to uplift your people. So, Senator, thank you for your time. And uh, I know you got a meeting to get to. I will be in touch uh, later on this afternoon. Again, Senator, thank you for your service. We look forward to you coming to Tulsa. Thank you. All right, Bye-bye. sir. Thanks. Bye. Now, we're going to have Mr. Aki Hodges. He is the principal founding member of what is called the Black Achievement Fund. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great out here in the ACL. <laughs> cool. Tell us a little bit about you and how you embarked upon bringing this uh, Black Achievement Fund to fruition. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, and for Senator Matthews, we have over uh, almost 100 members in Oklahoma, and we will be a very visible component of the Black Wall Street Parade. Uh, the Black Achievement Fund, we are a national nonprofit black economic and community development corporation with a very big goal. That is black economic independence for self-determination or, put plainly, money to do whatever it is that we need to do to improve our communities and to economically empower ourselves. Now, that's a big, 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 big statement. <laughs> People have been trying to accomplish that for a very long time. Sure. And now I'm here to tell you that we have a very simple solution, an amazingly simple solution to achieve this. Ten million black people are not allies, plus $9 a month equals $90 million a month and over a billion dollars a year in capital to achieve this mission. So that's what the Black Achievement Fund is currently embarking upon. We are open to anyone who believes in our mission and our guiding principles, regardless of race, religion, political preference, sexual orientation. We currently have close to 2,000 members in 45 states. We also have multiple members in Canada, the U.K. We have members in South Africa, the Gambia, as well as Australia. Yeah, let me, let me say this. The Black Achievement Fund is very transparent. And to that point, when I go on the website, which I'm sure he will will mention here, I'm, my disappointment, and I uh, hope you don't get angry with me, Mr. Hodges, my disappointment to the fellas out there, we need to step up. We cannot, because from the numbers that I saw, correct me if I'm wrong, three quarters are women. Fellas, we got mm-hmm. to step up, fellas, for the, for the amount of money, $9 a month. Are you kidding me? I've got my wife involved. I'm getting three of my older grandchildren involved because... We must do for ourselves. So uh, tell, tell, tell them about the departments that you have, uh, Mr. Hodges. We have the Black Achievement Fund is comprehensive in scope. We have 12 program departments that range from real estate development, health and wellness, education, farming and agriculture, 
banking and financial services, uh, manufacturing and transportation, international affairs, grants and scholarships, special initiatives, volunteer, culture and community. Um, but our, all of our programs and services are free or at cost to members of the Black Achievement Fund. Our goal is to put people over profit 100% of the time. All of our programs and services, once again, are free or at cost to members of the Black Achievement Fund. So let me just give you a real, real quick scenario of how all of our programs and services work. Let's take our health and wellness department. With the membership capital that we generate from the Black Achievement Fund, we will begin building hospitals, dental clinics, things like that. Let's take a dental clinic, for example. The Black Achievement Fund purchased the building, which is the dental clinic, out of membership dollars. We own it outright. The Black Achievement Fund purchases all of the state-of-the-art dental equipment. We own it outright. The Black Achievement Fund pays the salaries of the dentists, dental technicians, and support staff. So when you, as a Black Achievement Fund member, go into that dental clinic, why will we have to charge you any money? This is the simplicity of the model. In addition to that, the Black Achievement Fund is in partnership with the Freedom George Initiative, the 19 uh, black family and friends who purchased the 97 acres of land and then the 404 acres of land to build their own city in uh, the state of Georgia. Um, so what we're about is solutions to our problems. And building a city, a municipality, as opposed to building a neighborhood, carries so, so, so many advantages that we want to um, highlight for our community. Number one, once we become a municipality, we have the power to control our own police department. We hire, fire the police department. We structure the police department however we see fit. We control the political apparatus in our community. We control the assessment of taxes, the collection of taxes. We control the water um, coming in, uh, in, uh, to our uh, faucets. We control the contracts for all of the different services that our city will be paying for. So these are solutions that are at our fingertips right now. These are solutions that do not require us to ask someone else for permission to accomplish these things. All of the things that the Black Achievement Fund is about, when you go to our website, every single thing that we're talking about, we can accomplish through our own power, our own resources, and it can all happen tomorrow. That is great work that you're doing. And I, I should tell you all that, your own Dave Washington here is a recent graduate of the Black Achievement Fund's ambassador program. So I'm an ambassador, not only just a member, but I'm an ambassador who can give you more insight if you touch base with me. And, and I'm, I, again, I'll give my email address, dlwash at aol.com, dlwash at aol.com, because I certainly want to once again mention what my colleague Gene Campbell shared with me. And this is the information on Veterans Benefits Newsletter. Please contact me and I'll forward this to you because there's about eight, ten different things that, that they will do in terms of assisting you as a veteran. So uh, the Black Achievement Fund has been in existence since when? We originally conceptualized the Black Achievement Fund way back in 1996 as undergrads in, uh, at University of Virginia. And uh, <laughs> the idea became so powerful that it ended up becoming what we decided was going to be our life's work um, mm -hmm. 25, 26 years ago, and we stuck with it. And so um, in the midst of the Trump era, we did our formal launch, and that mm -hmm. was Juneteenth, June 19th of 2018. So uh, June 19th this year is our big Juneteenth birthday party on our land in Freedom, Georgia. So um, we encourage everyone who are looking for something to do for Juneteenth if you haven't found something, we welcome you on at, with the Black Achievement Fund. And our website is www.baf.solutions. 
And we have a page up there for our Juneteenth event, so you can go and check that out uh, as well. Great. But 2018. Great. Look, I know we don't have enough time to go into detail, but how many uh, members do you have serving uh, male, female on your board of directors? On our board of directors, we have we have uh, five females and four males. Please go on the website because one thing I, I think that we all need to to do is ferret out, check out uh, people who we want to to be involved with. And I can tell you this from from my view of of these people reading their bios, they meet the litmus test of being good leaders for our community. So I would encourage folks to to take a look. And also every Sunday we have an informational session on Zoom. So if you if you want to hear more about the Black Achievement Fund, you can always go on Zoom. Uh, and I believe that on Pacific time is 11 a.m. And David can share with you the Zoom link and information. I'm sure. After uh, the telecast. Absolutely. Or the, or the show, radio show, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, once again, uh, Brother Akib, we thank you and, and, and your leadership there with the Black Achievement Fund. And I think that the goals that you all have set. Now, let me, Jesus gets on me all the time, know what we have set. It's a we thing. Because right. <laughs> sometimes I'll talk about them and y'all, and they said, no, it's we, it's us. So uh, right. I, I am in for the long haul because I just believe that there's so many things. And, and one of the key things that, that one of our colleagues in, in this membership, who happens to be a white woman, she said, you guys drew me in when you said solutions. We can all whine and cry about this, that, and the other. But if you ain't talking about solutions, you just you just talking. So I, mm-hmm. I, I I appreciate that part of, of the strategy and the discussion of the group talking about solutions, that things that we can bring forward to include banking, credit unions, uh, hiring people to do the things that we want to have done and, and building solid communities that we can be proud of. So I, uh, I encourage people to, to, to look it up, look it up, and, mm-hmm. and you'll get an idea of just what the Black Achievement Fund is all about. So I, I thank you for your time and I look forward to talking to you again soon. And as we wrap yes. up, if there's any, anything you want to comment on to wrap up, please do. I just want to thank you once again. And I want to personally thank all of the black and brown veterans out there for all of your service. I want you guys to know that the Black Achievement Fund is an organization that respects you and will stand behind all of the things that you need to have us stand behind with you on as related to getting your fair share of everything from the government for your service. Great. Appreciate your time. I want to thank Commander James McDonald of American Legion Post 10 and also Senator Kevin Matthews out of the great state of Oklahoma as he serves in our community, our world, because there's things that people need to know about what happened during that massacre. Uh, Thank you, and we'll be in touch with you guys uh, in about a month. You've been listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.